Welcome to The Grand Project. My name is Kitty Janvrin, and I'm very excited to start sort of a mini-series within this podcast as we approach the holiday season. So recently, I've been trying to do a better job of staying in contact with my friends since we can't necessarily see each other right now. And I found myself on a lot of these phone calls starting to talk about my grandparents, Uh, especially after my grandmother passed away this summer. I found her naturally coming up in conversation. And as I brought her up, I found that a lot of my friends wanted to talk about their grandparents as well and the legacies that these people have left on us. The holiday season can be a very difficult time for those of us who are missing our loved ones, are not able to celebrate with them, and are thinking about how many other holidays and events and life changes that the people we've lost in the past year are going to miss in future years. I thought about all of the stories that I've carried around and my friends have carried around about our grandparents. And while our grandparents can no longer share their own stories, who better to retell them than their grandchildren? So for the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking to some of my friends as well as a few members of my own family about their relationship with their grandparents and who their grandparents were in life and the legacies they've left behind. Today I'm talking to my good friend Rachel Prodko and she's going to talk a little bit about her mom's parents, Nancy and John Peterson, as well as her dad's mother, Lena Lopez, who just passed away within the year. So I'll let Rachel introduce herself and her late grandparents. So my name is Rachel and I'm a friend of Kitty's. We met in Ireland actually. So um, we've been friends for about five years now, which is crazy. Um, And I am from Buffalo, New York, a small town called East Aurora, 20 minutes outside of Buffalo. And um, right now I am working as an event sales coordinator at a hotel and just trying to make it through with COVID and everything. (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I guess if you want, let's start with your mom's parents. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, my mom's parents, we grew up with them my whole life pretty much. So they lived in Orchard Park, which is a town about 20 minutes away from us. And um, my mom grew up here and we moved back here actually because of me, because once I was born, I was actually born in New Jersey and we couldn't stay in the place that we were living at the time because there was me and my older sister and my parents and it was just too small. So we moved back here. Um, because my mom's parents were here and my dad's parents were here as well. Um, and so I've been close with my, they were my Nana and Pa. Um, I've been close with them my whole life and up until 2018, I guess now in 2019, we've been consistently seeing each other all the time. Um, my grandfather was an um, OBGYN doctor, so he delivered babies for a living and he did that well into his 70s I want to say they actually had to tell him to leave the hospital (laughs) because he was not he was too old and they're like you can't do it anymore but he kept wanting to do it 
and I even saw that in his later years too. Like we would see someone who just had a baby or was having a baby and who just asked them all their questions. You know, how are you feeling? Where are you with this? And all that. So, and he was always a advocate for people to go into the medical field. Unfortunately, only one of his grandchildren did that. <laughs> so, he, you know, Julia, my little sister is the last one that's fulfilling the medical field um, career, which is good. Um, and then he actually had a pretty incredible life where um, at one point him and my Nana moved um, to Saudi Arabia and he delivered babies there, um, which was really cool. And they traveled all over the world. Um, I couldn't list every single place they've been to, but they actually inspired me to study abroad where, you know, in Ireland and everything like that and continue to keep traveling since then. Um, just because I would see their pictures and hear their stories and they're like, you know, you might as well go while you can. Um, so they had a huge traveling spirit too, which was really cool. I mean, my Nana, you know, traveled with him and she was a stay at home mom with um, my mom who has uh, three other siblings. My mom's the youngest. So um, she kind of actually at the point when she was in high school and everything, my grandparents just kind of did their own thing she had her own thing and um that's when they were traveling a lot too so um but then once we moved back here um we obviously they like helped raise us and they would babysit us all the time and um they actually lived in this little neighborhood that was near a golf course so we would constantly be on the golf cart <laughs> and um that's the first thing I learned to drive which was terrible at the time but um, we would always do that none of us really are good at golfing either so that's kind of sad but um we all tried at some point since you spent so much time with them and like obviously the golf course was one thing but do you did you have rituals or traditions of other things that you would always do with them Mm-hmm. My Nana always said if there isn't a picture, it didn't happen. So for <laughs> us, we all believe like every family gathering on that side, we take a photo or multiple photos. Um, so that was a big thing that like, ha- that was instilled in us. And then like, you know, I with my friends and the one that's like, we got to take a picture. And they're like, no, no. And I'm like, but really, you have to because then you won't, you know, you got to look back on it. So that's something that she always said. Um, but also, they're very strong in their Swedish traditions. So um, there, we did a thing called Swedish Christmas Eve every year, which is the day before like real Christmas Eve and all the family gets together. Um, mostly a lot of eating and drinking as one would. Um, and there is this horrible alcohol called Aquavit, which you, it's like a clear, it kind of looks like vodka, but it's a clear liquor. It tastes like black licorice though, unfortunately. So we would, there's this saying or, you know, I don't even know the words, unfortunately, but um, we do this like little chant cheer thing and then I'll take a shot of the aquavit and it's disgusting. Sometimes people (laughs) throw it over their shoulder, you know. Um, So that's been a tradition for us. And then also we do that every single wedding as well, but that was decided by my uncle. So my grandfather did not force that on anyone. <laughs> um, but also a thing that always will make me think of him is he always wore like really extravagant outfits. Um, mm-hmm. Same with my Nana. She would also wear like pretty elaborate outfits. Um, 
but he would always wear plaid pants. So like people would always say, hey, I saw your grandfather in town with his plaid pants. I saw him from a mile away. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, and what kind of extravagant yeah. outfits would your Nana wear? Well, she would, she would wear like, you know, a lot of jewelry, long necklaces, you know, um, dresses, things like that, you know, got pretty dressed up for any occasion, honestly. I know you never saw her in like, sweats you would say as we wear every day now (laughs) wow I mean that's really impressive like even into her older age like even into like the last few years yeah Yeah, I mean I would say she got more comfortable I guess you know when it get would be like fancy comfortable I guess not (laughs) fancy comfortable I love yeah exactly (laughs) since we're kind of getting more into the holidays now would you see them like every holiday like Thanksgiving Christmas um yes we would host them here for Thanksgiving um we would be going we usually actually go to Ohio because my mom's siblings two of her siblings live there and most of her kids live out there so we would do that as well um and then Christmas we would do Swedish Christmas Eve again usually in Ohio and then we would come back here um on actual Christmas Eve and then um see them on Christmas Day they lived in um like a retirement community for the last like 10 or 12 years of their life I want to say so we would go there for like a brunch they would have or something like that so you know we always kind of went there more than them coming to us but like I said they only were 20 minutes away so it wasn't bad to see them every you know and I would see them at least like once outside of the holidays I would go see them at least like once or twice a month usually and would you just go visit them at the retirement community and just sit around and chat and catch yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah. It was usually chatting, usually some eating or drinking if something of that sort, but yeah, just, you know, I would help them um, like put their flowers in at their, they had like a condo home there. Mm-hmm. So I would like, you know, help with landscaping stuff if you wanted to add any of that or whatever, but mostly just like talking and catching up. They both since passed, but do you have, I'm sure you think about them a lot. I know you do. We talked about this, which is kind of what led to this episode, but um, I guess if you could ask them anything and they can be like two separate questions, but do you have things that you wish you had asked when they were still here? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I guess I wish I knew more about like their travels than I already did ask like the stories that they had and um because like I said they had like photo albums done and like you know my Nana she kept a journal for every single trip they went on which inspired me to do a full journal when I was sitting abroad too because I was like you think you'll remember what you did but like the little things that you did every single day with the people you met and everything it, it will totally you know leave your mind so I wish I guess I asked more intricate and more got more explanation of like everything that they did all the places they went to like how it was you know for my nana like being a woman in Saudi Arabia like when you know she had to completely change her whole culture and lifestyle um and just kind of be there while my grandfather worked so um just probably more information on that would be really cool to ask both of them yeah and you've talked about this a little bit but do you notice things like 
about your personality or about habits you have that you think were very much influenced by your close relationship with them? Yeah, um, I would say, and I could say this for myself, my sisters, and my cousins on that side of the family, um, we all, like, have goofy tendencies, which sounds super childish, but my my grandfather, (laughs) right? Shocker. Um, My grandfather was very goofy and very, um, like, would always just kind of make jokes and, you know, try to make people laugh, and I just, I can see that, especially in my boy cousins, even, like, I, they're, like, you know, personalities and their laughs and all that, like I can see the effect that it had. Um, and specifically for me and my sisters, we were the closest with them because we were the only like grandchildren that lived like within, you know, half an hour of them um, for most of our lives. So I think our way of looking at life and, you know, relationship wise, my grandparents were huge in the community here. So, you know, just like having friends and um, being involved in all that also probably rubbed off on us from both of them. Do you mind talking a little bit about losing them and what the last year or so was like with each of them? Yeah, that's fine. Um, so back in, I guess it was like time is such a weird thing right now, but um, <laughs> 2018, um, both of them were fairly healthy up until their passing um which is a blessing you know Mm -hmm. they kind of like slowed down and everything but other than that like mentally they were pretty much there um but unfortunately my grandfather got sick and he had to go to the hospital and at the time they were like we can do surgery or we can just you know see how this goes so unfortunately he was in the hospital for about two weeks um we just kind of kept him comfortable and he passed there um but he was 89 so he lived a good life and like I said up until that incident like he was doing really really well and um you know the one thing we did have a hard time with was taking away his car keys but (laughs) at that time it just kind of happened but um and then my so they were together for 65 years 66 years I guess wow married so and they met in college which is crazy um so it was definitely a hard my nano um lived about a year it was like a year and 10 days longer than him that year was definitely really difficult for her to just be like without him because like I said they've been together that long and you know especially in those later years when you're together 24 7 doing everything you know um so she did okay you know as one could be my mom and I and my um mom's sister was here a lot too and like would just kind of visit with her and we had people um check in with her and had some home health people as well and then unfortunately she suddenly um something happened too with like her health and so we went into the ER and then at that time um they had found cancer which Mm -hmm. we didn't know you know you know, there weren't any signs up until that one point. So again, they were like, you know, we can do a certain major surgery, but she was um, 88, I believe, or 89 as well. They were only like a year apart. So um, we, she decided because she was, you know, was able to make that decision herself because, and she actually made that decision for my grandfather too, which was really hard because I vividly remember sitting in the hospital 
um, where they bring you into that room where they're like, okay, you know, this is the serious talk of you can do this or this is like the case. So um, she made that decision for my grandfather because she knew he wouldn't want to live a life where he's, you know, in a wheelchair or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. Like incapable of doing the normal things that any human, you know, has the right to do, like eat and talk and all those things. Um, so with her, she also said, you know, I think I'm, I'm good. And I mean, we were kind of okay with it too, because we knew that she wanted to be back with him at the same time as well. Right. Um, so we were able to bring her home and have hospice and, you know, it was about two weeks as well for her from the time she was, you know, diagnosed to her passing. But um, yeah, it was, it was both of them. It was hard. Um, with those situations, you kind of know what's happening, but you don't know exactly when it's going to happen. So it's just a lot of, I mean, you know, going to the hospital and, you know, talking to doctors and just kind of like being like, what's going to happen now? Um, But I'm really happy they're together because like I said, and also like, thank God with COVID and everything, I would be kind of freaking out with them being here and, you know, making sure they're okay and all of that. So it kind of worked out, but it's, it's odd. Cause like you said, um, I spent so much time with them and I consistently had this like close relationship with them. So it's been a weird couple years of like not having them physically here, I guess you could say. Is there like one particular story or moment in time that you remember and would like to share? Um, this was bad. My memory's really bad. So I had to say <laughs> some episodes, which is, you know, funny because I'll like be going through my photos or my videos. But one quirky thing, especially like in their last couple, I mean, I would say like the last years that they were living where they were, they, my Nana did love the, <laughs> for holidays, the um little like, you know, you see them at like Walgreens or CVS and they're like the little, um, snowman or like Santa and like you turn it on and dances and it sings like oh, her, yes. that was like the coolest <laughs> thing in the world so if I see one of those or like I hear one going off at a store I'm like instantly thinking of that and then actually my I have a video of my grandfather and at Christmas he would wear his full like red and green vest and his plaid pants so you know full decked out in his outfit and he's like dancing to the little like Santa Claus singing and I was just like you know things like that that's like right. a, a great memory to me because I mean all the memories are pretty good I don't really have any bad memories from them so right but that just sounds so indicative of who they were as people like I love <laughs> exactly. that visual I can totally I like know. see <laughs> your pod outfit and I uh-huh. can picture it perfectly <laughs> yeah so just being like quirky and just like having fun even like if times were hard or whatever it may be you know they were just always really fun, which is good. I love that. So do you want to talk a little bit about your dad's mom, your grandmother on that side? Sure. So um, my grandma, so we called her grandma, um, she passed away this past April, actually, which is, again, seems like a really long time ago, but it really isn't when you think mm-hmm. about it. Um Unfortunately, about like the last 10 years or so, she had um, dementia. Um, So it progressed pretty poorly towards the end. Um, 
but she also like lives here. She lived in another town about like half an hour away from us. So we had her and our wives growing up as well. Um, but she was, she was really cute. <laughs> she, <laughs> you know, she, she, she was pretty quiet. It's, it's really funny because I feel like both my parents' sides, like both sides of my family are very different um personality wise and just like how close I am with them and not and um with my dad's side they're not as like talkative and aren't as loud and are you know so, so mm-hmm. it's kind of had a different um aspect of what I was hanging out with her I guess you could say um but I mean I had a lot of time with her because I helped take care of her in her last couple years um when I was at school, I was only at school about an hour away from home. But then once I graduated, I lived home for a couple of years and then moved away for a couple and then came back. So um, for most of that, I've been around, which has been good. Um, I find it to be very rewarding, but also frustrating to take care of someone when they're sick like that, um, just because it's difficult to see them to mm-hmm. start slip away. But at the same time, like, they're your family and they're the reason you're here and you know you gotta realize that they're trying their best to be themselves but unfortunately like the disease just progresses so much um so unfortunately my most recent memories are more of just like kind of taking care of her and helping my dad um and she's always been pretty quiet but she's also always been like consistently in our lives and like with Mm -hmm. us I, at Christmas, we actually include both of our sides of family. So actually on Christmas Eve, we go to um, my dad's uncle's house. Um, so that was, you know, we would spend time with them and then she would also spend Christmas Day with us too. Um, so we always incorporated like both my parents' side of the family. Oh, I love that. Most holidays, which is nice. I mean, it was, again, it was a blessing to have both of them locally near us and we could always spend those together. Um, but you know, it, again, different relationship, but at the same time, it wasn't any less of a relationship either. Right. The way it was. Do you know like a lot about her life when she was younger and about raising your dad and anything like that? (laughs) Um, I know little bits and pieces. Again, she, she wasn't like the most talkative, so Mm -hmm. we actually didn't really like talk about that her mother so my only um who passed away actually back in 2015 when I you know left to go back home when we were second oh my gosh right so when her so my only who was like 93 maybe she was she she was she was pretty old but she she I got most of stories about them from her because she was very talkative and very like whenever we would go over for coffee she always had something to say about the kids and she actually they had had um one two I think she had eight kids nine can you imagine oh oh gosh (laughs) I mean like and again like and they're all like different ages too and like I mean actually most of them except for like one or two live here as well so like they which is really cool um but I know they um immigrated here from Germany so um and then they grew up you know like farming and stuff like that they had like chickens and goats but again my grandmother she married my grandfather when she was 
18, I believe. Um, and he was a pretty older, a lot older. So back then it was more like, oh, I found this nice gentleman and, you know, here's this young lady and then let's, you know, get them together and get, let's get married. And right. I think it might've been one of those kind of, you know, it wasn't like dating nowadays. <laughs> oh yeah. You mean with this, where we sit here and swipe? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or you could talk to someone for like six months and never meet them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just think it's so cool how, how involved though, all, you know, all three of those grandparents were in your life. And I mm. guess like, that's so interesting that you even have so many great aunts and uncles who are right around in the same area still. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what made me into a, like a homebody in a way where like I, most of my family is like here. So, I mean, I eventually want to move again and then like mm-hmm. maybe come back here, but I've just always been so close to my family and my, even my cousins and, you know, things like that. So I think it's like really important to have that proximity to them. I think now since my grandparents are gone, like I, when I moved away for a couple of years, I was only like an hour and a half away. So it was easy to come home back and forth, but now like you feel kind of okay to go even farther. Um, that's just my personal decision. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of wanted to be home and I knew like in their last couple of years of life for all of them, I wanted to be like involved and be able to help and everything. So I think that was important to me too. Yeah. What do you think it is about the grandparent grandchild relationship that is just so special I think um with grandparents they just give you like this new perspective on things um I mean they can be fun and they can give you like treats and you know all that (laughs) stuff but at the same time like they've lived life so much longer than you especially when you're a kid like you know they have done so much and you've you just look up to them to say, wow, like they've made it through this and, you know, they're going through this and they have this perspective of, you know, this is going to happen in your life, but you're also going to be able to get through it. So I think with grandparents and like, they'll be even more, I guess, open than your own parents might be depending on the situation. But, you know, like, I feel like with all of my grandparents, I was able to have that close enough relationship that I could talk to them about pretty much everything. So that also helps. Um, with our relationship and it just kind of made it more fun to say I'm going to go see them and like I said even in my older years when I could just drive right over to see them myself and I chose to do that um, that was just based on gaining and growing in our relationship even more as I was an adult too. Right if you could choose one word to describe each of the three of them what is the what would that be? So I would say for my grandmother, my dad's mom, I would say one word to describe her was very sweet and caring. My grandfather, I would say charismatic and just welcoming too would also be. And then my Nana, she was very outgoing and very also welcoming to like anyone and everyone. Um just like you would even see them on the street and they'd be like oh are you Rachel's friend and they'd be like yeah and they'd be like oh my gosh you know like how are you and like I actually it's crazy I have a (laughs) sounds weird but I have a saved voicemail on my phone from one of my friends in high school was wanting to be a doctor um this was pre-college before we all made our decisions on what we were going to do and so she sat down with my grandfather for breakfast one time 
and then she's called me and she's like oh my god he is the greatest human I've ever met like he I'm convinced I'm gonna be a surgeon someday oh. you know fast forward she's not a surgeon but it's okay <laughs> you know like it's just like there's like two and then another family friend of mine he actually is a doctor and um he said that a conversation he had with my grandfather about becoming like going into the medical field like was what convinced him that this is like the right thing for him to do so I I think like back on you know his influence on people in this town that you know I was like oh I didn't even know you talked to them but um just having that you know welcoming nature for both of them was huge wow what a legacy (laughs) I know right is there anything else that you want to mention about about your grandparents? Um, not really. I just want like people to know. I mean, I know a lot of people have different relationships with their families and everything, but like I will have to say again, the greatest reward was being with them from pretty much my whole life and then also definitely in their last couple years of life for each mm-hmm. one of them. Um, and I just think it's important. I know with COVID, like you can't see them in person, but even just a phone call is huge. Um, even a letter could make a big difference too. Um, I know they're probably more into that than the video calls anyways. Um, so I just hope from your podcast and just like your stories that you have with people who are grandparents or, you know, who else you're going to be talking to about their grandparents, um, just how important it is to take that time, um, even if it's just sitting with them, you know, if they're not talking or whatever it may be, but how influential the last couple of years for each one of them with my relationship with them was. Mm-hmm. Well, so. Rachel, you're such a good interviewee. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All that public relations training. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> um well, thank you so much. It's so good of to course. see you. I know. It's so good to see you too. And right. I'm so excited for you and this podcast and everything. It's so great so far. This has been The Grand Project. Special thanks to Rachel for speaking with me today. It's always a joy to talk to you. Over the next few weeks, we'll be releasing additional special episodes, so please tune in. Oh, and one more thing. The best Christmas present you could ever give me would be to leave a rating and review for this podcast if you like what you hear. It will definitely help us in being found so that we can share more stories across more generations. We'll see you next time on The Grand Project.